T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jerry, you guys had a lot, of, got a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe that... Oh, thank you. Okay. I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> maybe that viewed, though, as the superstars, like hey, the 49ers camera. All right, never mind. <laughs> you know exactly who we are. Are we the fastest? Are we the most talented? No. We'll bite somebody's face off when we go play them. We'll bite a kneecap too if we have to. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. That's Jared Goff first there and Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator. A lot, a lot. Fired up there. To get you uh to get you fired. Very amusing stuff from the Detroit Lions, and we're Delighted to welcome in Mike Valenti. He, of course, does a uh, great job. 97.1, the ticket, the afternoon show. And uh, and you can hear him. WFAM morning man, Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti are teaming up to deliver listeners a one-stop shop for everything NFL, all the best matchups, all the Football issues and picks and angles and opinions and more. Boomer and Valenti will be giving listeners unparalleled insights and opinions on every weekend of NFL action. It is an Odyssey original podcast. And, uh, Mike, it's delighted to welcome you here to the program. Mike joins us on the SCORE hotline, which is powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Wild stuff going on in Detroit, it seems, uh, in the sports world every weekend. How you doing, Mike? I'm great. Well, first of all, where do I send the check for the intro? Good (laughs) good Lord. It's tremendous. Uh, Yeah, no, I feel I'm probably dating myself. I do. I feel like I'm Scott Bakula in Quantum Leap. I feel like I've arrived in a different generation here where it's like, wait, it's almost February and we're not doing mock drafts. I don't know what to do with myself. It's like people's pets heads are falling off in Detroit. It's it's uh, it's it's new ground for everyone. Well, I mean, Michigan. You know, what a story Michigan was, right? Just winning the title. Well, it was great. Yeah, it was great leaving. for me. Yeah, well, it like, was great for me with rampant cheating and scandal yeah. and general scumbaggery. Yeah, it was fabulous. As, as, <laughs> a, as an MSU great, guy, yeah. that, that had to be oh, a Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was stellar. We had guys doing cosplay on our sidelines, dressed up as Chippewa coaches. It was awesome. It was like a bad movie. But for radio, oh, boys, absolute gold. So, Mike, as you get ready for this this Sunday, then it, it's unfamiliar territory. Is it yeah. is it similar 
uh, feeling in terms of cynicism over expecting bad things to happen? No. Or has Dan Campbell changed that? Has he changed the confidence level when you look at the Lions going into San Francisco? There's actually faith that maybe they have a shot because of the coaching and not in spite oh, of no. it? Oh, he's, no, he's, he's, cha- he's changed everything. Um, and, and again, you know, again, I'm originally from New York. I admit to my listeners I am a Giants fan. So I try to give them some guidance here of like, guys, I've actually watched games of this magnitude. Here's kind of how it works. Fans actually got over their skis. You know, they were calling up. You guys will appreciate this. It was like the old Chuck Schworsky bit, the super fans. You know, mini Dick 100, the Giants too. They were calling up last week and they're going, oh, yeah, 42-3. We're going to roll the bucks. I go, all right, hold, hold on now. Slow your roll. Like, just chill out. This is the playoffs. This is not how this works. But the team believes, the fans, they absolutely believe and they're bordering on, an, and I don't know how wise this is, but they're bordering on an expectation that they are going to win this game. It's not hope. It's expectation. It's uh, the last time I saw something like this, truly, would be my first year in Detroit, which was 04, with the, with the going-to-work Pistons. It mm-hmm. was an expectation. We are going to dismantle the Lakers. They're soft. We're not, et cetera. I mean, this city, this city is electric right now. And and I think that um, the idea of a first overall pick going against Mr. Irrelevant, theoretically, uh, is a really good idea. And it's fun. And it's, you know, golf could be really good in this game. The problem is the rest of the Niners. The problem is the the right. completeness of the team. So, Fellas, here's the, here's the thing. You know, when I did this topic two days ago, I, I said, it's the Spider-Man meme. Goff and Purdy are a lot more similar than either side wants to admit. I mean, not just from a numbers standpoint, just watch him play. Yes, Jared Goff's a good player, but he's in a highly insulated, you know, well-oiled machine, good O-line, elite skill, and a tremendous coordinator in Ben Johnson. Gee, what does that sound like? It sounds like San Francisco. Great O-line, great skill, great play caller, Kyle Shanahan. They're kind of the same guy. You want to say Goff's more experienced? Noted, eight years in the league versus two. But, it, it, you know, this idea that Purdy played one bad game in the rain, Debo leaves with, you know, nine snaps in, and now all of a sudden he should be working at Blockbuster, I don't think that's accurate either. And that's what I've been fighting here locally is, okay, guys, you spent the season dumping on Jared Goff and giving me reasons you didn't want to pay him. Now you're chanting his name at the game, and the other guy should be paying houses for a living. Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's, it's chaos. It's absolute chaos this week, guys. So whose production on Sunday do you think is more predictable because of, you know, you, they are so similar in what they're asked to do, and maybe they are so similar yeah. in styles. Whose do you think will have the better games? If I had the answer to whether Debo, you know, give me a percentage on Debo not only playing, but right. what percentage of Debo do you get? You know, it was it was really interesting, and it's not a shameless plug, but for the show I'm going to record here in a little bit. The value of Debo on a play-to-play basis represents almost two yards per play differential for the Niners. Nine yards a play with Debo, about seven yards a play without. I mean, it's a titanic difference. And as I've I've said it to Lions fans, like, all right, go ahead, take Amon Ross St. Brown off the field, nine plays in, and show me what a genius Ben Johnson looks like. So if we assume Debo plays, oh, I, I, I think it would be Brock Purdy. Look, the Lions have made a deal with the devil, and it's the only deal they could make, which is Dan Campbell said it. We're going to give to get. They're willing to give up 325, 350, 375 in the air 
can we get that turnover? Can we get that drive ending sack? Can we just get the couple plays we need? Because they know they can't stop anybody. They can't. I mean, the secondary is morbid. The pass rush is below average to bad. And last week, I mean, go if you go back and watch, the only sacks they got are when Tampa screwed up their protections. I mean, one one play Baker slid the line the wrong way and nobody blocked Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, it was it was like Strahan sacking Favre for the record. It was a gimmick. It was ridiculous. It was silly. So you know what I'm saying. So I, I if you tell me Debo plays, um, no, I'd say Purdy. I think Purdy's got every bit of a chance to throw for 350. Yeah, I, I think that he can uh, – he, he's a – I mean, I don't think he can bring you back. I think the numbers uh, tell you that. But I, Agree. Th- I think that, that if you get ahead and you can run the ball and, and you know, the, the Debo numbers are extraordinary because their running game is two yards better, which tells you yes. something about his ability both to run the ball – to block. I mean, if he's able to play, even if it's if it's just used as some sort of uh, threat, that's something you've got to acknowledge and you've got to treat him as if he's going to be getting the ball. So that opens things up. But I, I look at this game and I, I just wonder if you go into it, is, is Dan Campbell going to be going for it on fourth down? Is he going to be the, the more <laughs> – um, aggressive of the two coaches because yeah. he's got to do anything he can to get points where he can. Guys, I, honestly, it's no hyperbole. And like, I'm not some slappy fan. I just call it like I see it. This is the most, he's the most dangerous man in football. <laughs> you know, you, you tell him he's a touchdown underdog. No one's picking the Lions to win. Oh, I'm, I'm with you guys 100%. Fate punts, fumble rooskies. You know, uh, double reverse passes. I mean, it, it's – it's. I go back to – they had a game. I think it was week – God, fellas, I apologize. I think it was like week seven or week eight. They were at the Chargers. And the Chargers were a better version of themselves than what you – you know, the clown car at the end of the year. Long story short, they were in a shootout. They knew early on we're not getting any stops. I mean, fellas, they ran the ball on a fourth and six and got it. You want to talk about a level of crazy. I mean, they, they went for it five or six times they knew this is how the game's going to be played this is what we have to do to win today and we're going to do just that no hesitation no nonsense and at the end of the game they threw the ball instead of burning timeouts we're going to throw the ball and go get another first time uh i think it's a great point you make because when you play him you have to play every down it's he's maniacal about it he'll do things that the analytics tell you are a terrible idea (laughs) and do it with a smile it's uh I've never seen anything like it, to be quite honest with you. You know, Mike, I think the hope here in Chicago is that what the Lions are doing this year is fluky. And yet I think the reality might be that they're going to be here a while. They're built to last. And I just wonder, what is your sense that this season, regardless of what happens Sunday, is the beginning of something special in Detroit? Yeah, I I agree. They're built right. You know, you win with the tip of the sword. They're built inside out. Um, This whole line is real. You know, you put it in your luggage, you show up at somebody's doorstep, you're ready to play. This line is legit. Um, defensively, yeah, of course, they need pieces. But I think the whole thing changes if they add a bookend to Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. He needs help. He can't do it by himself, and they need a lead corner. But I, I think what I would tell Bears fans is just don't worry about the Lions or the Packers. They're going to be real. The Bears are loaded. I mean, the draft capital, you know, obviously they have a decision to make a quarterback and whether you want Caleb or Fields or whatever, I leave that to you guys. I have my own opinions, but 
look, the Bears can be really good really fast. And that defense is really good. Um, I think the North is going to be a bloodbath the next three, four years. I think the North is going to be what I grew up watching the NFC East, you know, late eighties, early nineties. I, I just, the North is going to be loaded. I think the only team that's in a lot of trouble are the Vikings and nobody cares about them. So that's fine. <laughs> you know, what's weird is the, the bears actually match up a bit with Detroit. They actually have yeah. been able to play the lions pretty well. Should have won one game, won a game. They don't match up at all with Green Bay. It's extraordinary. <laughs> they they got blown out at the beginning of the year, and they got blown out in the last game of the year. And even if it was yeah. technically close, they were outmanned. They were beaten up on both lines of scrimmage. And and that doesn't make a ton of sense to me, although I thought the, the Packers uh, were pretty good in the playoffs, probably a little too good. Here's, here's the trick with the Packers. I mean, it, it... – it doesn't look like it when you look at it on paper, but from a when they pass protect, they're one of the three or four best lines in football at pass protection. Mm-hmm. So once you take away the Bears' ability with Sweat and company to, to, to get a pass rush, man, do you really hurt that defense. It, it, it's just, I think the Bears, look, they're going to be fine. I, I know it's hard to say because they've struggled too. They're going to be fine. Uh, unless Ryan Poles is drafting blindfolded or spinning a wheel, you're going to be okay. You've got so much capital. Like, if I may, let me ask you guys a question. Where do you sit on the Fields versus Caleb routine? You know, selling the number one pick for a Herschel Walker type package, keep Fields, or launch Fields out of Space Cannon, take the shiny new toy, Caleb Williams? I don't know if you need a Space Cannon, but I think we're all for launching Justin Fields or trading him somewhere. Caleb Williams is one right. of those guys yeah. that comes around once every decade or so, and you cannot pass up on the chance to draft a quarterback first overall two years in a row. What if I offered you three first-round picks plus a player of DJ Moore's ability? That's a that's a well, big dilemma. I mean, that that that's yeah. a great offer. You'd have to take a look at it. Look, I, I mean, here's the thing. The thing Peter, is, I'm a Giants fan. I'm offering you three first-round picks and Kayvon Thibodeau. Want to dance? <laughs> now, now that is interesting. Now that's um, that's a, that's an interesting but, <laughs> dilemma. My, the, well the done. Problem, yeah, that's flummoxed. That, you make people think, but here's the reality. The reality is sure. that that as much as Justin Fields has some special to him in terms of his running ability, he is not an in time on time guy. You understand, you're going to have to win in a a rather unconventional way, relying on kind of wild plays to run your offense as opposed to being able to march down the field, play football, rely on kind of – I just don't know if that is going to work in the NFL long term. If you had made a similar type of an offer to the Bengals before they drafted Burrow, they might have said no, and they would have been right. A hundred percent. And, look, I I think there's differences – my, I know I don't know if we're turning this into a Caleb Williams thing. That's my fault. But like right. watching him every week, the thing that makes it hard for me to fall in love with him is he picked up a ton of bad habits out there. He picked mm-hmm. up a ton. I mean, that offensive line was egregious at USC. Yeah. He picked up a ton of bad habits. You talk about wild plays and having to live on the edge. You know, he's basically turned into Sam Howell Jr. out there. I mean, it's just <laughs> he's getting killed every play. So I just go, all right, how's he going to react to actual structure? Because Lord knows I haven't seen it in two years. But is he talented? Oh, my God, he's, he's yeah. ridiculous. He was yeah. created in a lab. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, and, that's, and that's a legitimate thing to work, of, uh, work on and to understand. And they got their work to do, and they're going to have to weigh all this stuff. I, I'm just saying, 
you know, if he were if you're drafting last year and he's there, he's the number one quarterback. He he'd have gone first. Mm-hmm. So maybe 100%. you don't maybe you don't trade that pick last year. You got a yeah. pick. No, and, and you know what? Here's the key to all of it. Here's where you're going to win the argument if you haven't already. It's the rookie salary structure. That's it. You're going to reset your you're going to reset your clock. No so doubt. So it's all there. You know, you'd have to pay. I mean, the quarterback market's nuts. You're going to see Jordan Love making fifty million dollars a year. It's crazy. Are we sure about that? And you're <laughs> like, well, that's how it works. And you just you just do it. So yeah, you're right. You'll reset the clock. You load up the team, and away you go. I think Bears going to be fine. I know Bears fans don't care what I have to say about it, but no, I, I think you're going to be good. So back to the Lions, Mike. You know, when I'm sure you've been asked this all week, and you, you're contemplating what it all means, but they're one win away from having uh, an appearance, making an appearance in a Super Bowl. What would a Super Bowl just getting there mean to the city of Detroit, and how would fans, and how would the city, and how would the people there react to that? It's the Cubs. It's when the Cubs finally turned the trick and, and got there. It's no different. I mean, obviously the Cubs losing was a little longer and, you know, whatever. But from an NFL standpoint, yeah, I mean, the Lions have been a punchline. The Lions have had literal no success. The last trip to the NFC title game was 91. They got their doors blown off by the the, the Redskins. It was 41-9. There's nothing else. There are no banners. You look up to the ceiling. They don't have a banner of any form. Nothing. Nothing. It's like a shoebox up there and like a, a microphone of a retired broadcaster. It, it, so it would, it would mean everything. And I think you saw it with the two playoff games. I know it resonated on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to be pretty cold hearted not to, you know, kind of rally up a little. I know they're a division rival, but it's like, geez, man, it's like being angry that some homeless guy won a free bed. You can't be mad at him. He's been sleeping <laughs> on the street for 20 years. Like, come on, man. Just right. let the guy have his mattress. Like, come on. So, no, it, it, would, it would mean everything. It really would. We'll, we'll let you go, Mike. I'm just curious. What did you think at the Athletic uh, saying the, the Bulls are talking to Detroit? Uh, they're shopping Zach Levine. How, uh, we got a couple, you got a couple minutes for me to do this? Uh, sure. We got a good minute. Oh, okay. Here's the deal. Troy Weaver is the biggest idiot in the NBA. And Tom Gores is the worst owner in all the sports. You guys do whatever it takes because you want your huckleberry. You sat down at the poker table and the Pistons are face down. Take all their chips. I can't stand the idea that the Pistons want to take on Zach Levine, whose own teammates hate him. Oh, and by the way, are going to give up one of their core four to get him. Please. I, the Pistons are a crime against basketball. If Adam Silver had a soul, he'd step in and four scores to sell the team. They're an insult to train wrecks. They're a disgrace. Troy, literally, Troy Weaver just had to attach two second-round picks to trade Marvin Bagley. One problem. You traded for Bagley, and then you paid him. And it was so egregious, you had to give up picks to get rid of him. Just kindly leave now. I love Please, it. I beg of you. Great stuff, That's Mike. That's great, Mike. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> Take care, boys. Enjoy the football. All righty. That is hysterical. That is very funny. Pistons are very bad. How do you think he feels about it? They're in a very bad place. <laughs> <laughs> that says everything about where they are. soul. Yeah. He would take the franchise. They, they, they they've, had a, they've had a disastrous season. Historically bad. Oh. they got a good coach, but they have a bad team. Oh, Awful. That's awesome. That's really wonderful stuff. stuff. Yeah.
Yeah, and I, I mean, listen, I like that. I like that. A homeless guy just got a new bed, and you're and you're upset well, about it. I yeah. don't, I'm not sure how many people in Chicago are upset about it. No, I think, I think, I think a lot of people like the story. You know, I think the yeah. story is definitely irresistible, and you you respect the fact that the Lions are who they are, right. unapologetically, and people can get behind something like that. No, no shadow of a doubt. All right, we uh, uh, we're gonna get back to the phone lines three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Do you agree with Dustin who said you're a bad sports fan, you're a bad Bears fan if you're cheering for the Lions or the Packers? He said that like a week ago. I don't know if I argue the Packers bit, but the Lions seem, it does seem like they're, they've been down so long, it would be a fun story if they actually made it to the Super Bowl. They can lose in the Super Bowl. Why can't they just get there? Be nice to the Lions just for one more week. I don't know about the Cubs comparison only because the Lions have waited, what, they've only waited how long before between playoff victories. I mean, everything that the Lions have waited for, the Cub fan would consider a good start. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You got to be pretty cold-hearted not to you know, kind of rally up a little. I know they're a division rival, but it's like, geez, man. It's like being angry that some homeless guy won a free bed. You can't be mad at him. He's been <laughs> sleeping on the street for 20 years. Like, come on, man. Right. the guy have his mattress. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. That's fun, Mike Valente. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we're going to talk about the games this week, and we'll get to your calls about the Lions. But I want to start with this. The, um, the NFL, in its wisdom, is, uh, has made the referee assignments for the NFL Conference Championship games. And the Ravens-Chiefs game will be refereed by Sean Smith. He's in his ninth year. Uh, as a as an official, his sixth year as a referee, this is his first championship game. And what's interesting about it 
it, and um, and I I don't know what this means to you, but in the last three years, um, home teams tend to win fifty five point nine percent of their games, unless uh, Sean Smith is uh, the lead official. Uh, and this is according to Warren Sharp, uh, who is with uh, Sharp Football. And he says um, when he is the official, the home team cover rate drops um, to uh, – first, first, let's talk about the win rate. The win rate goes from 55.9 with other referees to 40.8 with him – officiating he he tends to give the road team the break is the idea so with other refs home teams cover the spread 50.1 percent of the time but when smith is officiating they cover the spread 37 percent of the home team uh yeah is only is 37 percent so it could be a coincidence that teams lose or it could mean that there's just some weird penalty trend where the heck of an they, they have a they have or you implication. Know, I I mean these are the numbers yeah. that they break down. That yeah. you know everybody is looking at officials. Right. And David, if it, let's just say you want the Swifties watching the Super Bowl, the way to do it isn't to try to fix the game. It's to send an official in who might be more sympathetic to the away team than the home team. I, and I'm I'm not suggesting the NFL has done that. I'm just saying <laughs> if you You're were not? if you were a Ravens fan, then? let's say you're a Ravens what, fan. What are you How doing? happy are you that this is the referee uh, said to do the game? Probably not that happy. Um, I didn't I didn't make up the numbers. No, I know I, I know you didn't make up the numbers. You, you're giving them credence. I, I think that. Well, um, I'm, I'm just mentioning them yeah, because they're out there. It's a quite a coincidence. It is quite a coincidence. You think he's affected by that reality he knows the numbers are do you think um, it'll affect the way he approaches sunday no i i think what i think what you do if you i think there are officials that are going to be uh going out of their way to be fair so you're really you know breaking your your arse to make sure that you're fair mm-hmm. there are other guys that get that you know not as good maybe that are influenced by the home crowd and are influ- don't want to get booed. And uh, I'm right. just saying, you know, it depends on personality. I don't know. These, these are the numbers that these people are talking about, which are pretty significant. Um, I, am I accusing the league of cheating? In no way. I'm just saying if I'm, if I'm, at, if I'm a, a fan of a team, and I find out that they've sent in an official who is more likely to be fair than be influenced by the crowd, I'm not happy about it. Those numbers wouldn't do much for me. Right, they wouldn't. They and they're out there. They definitely wouldn't they're do much there. for you if, you if you believe that officials can be influenced by those things. You definitely would find a reason to be concerned if you yeah. were looking for one. Yep. I don't know that it will factor into the outcome, but it's something to keep an eye on. Um. According to again, this is uh, this is Warren Sharp on Twitter. He says that Smith over the last three years, thirty four point eight percent more penalties on the home team than the away team, or on the home team than the visiting team. Penalize the home team thirty five percent more. Yes, 
over three what, years. Time? Three years. It's hmm. a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So look, I mean, you know, I, I, they, they, they um, had this same information um, before the. I think the guy did the divisional playoff game. Um, How's that compared to like the best officials or the people considered the best in the? Well, the these are the best officials. I mean, you don't. You, I mean, you. I would think though. By the time you get it, to this point in the season, you but are the, the, sending the, in people I, I you guess, believe are the best officials. So, if they're considered the best officials, then yes. doesn't that kind of balance any concerns that there's some sort of bias implied here? I, I all I'm telling you is what the numbers break down to be. I, I'm not saying that the fix is in or anything like that. I'm just telling you, this guy and his crew tend to call more penalties on the uh, the home team than the away team. 847 league definitely wants Swift at the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I got it. I got it. Ride to it. Don't wouldn't wouldn't you? I'm not saying the fix is in. I'm saying you got an official here <laughs> who may call if if you see some plays, if you f- come out of it thinking, wow. You just questioned his credibility. I did not. I just read the statistics from somebody who put together a story on it. It's a very interesting set of numbers. Am I am I pointing something out? I'm just No, I believe you. I shared those with you, I believe. That's right. I shared them with you too, David. Did you? Yeah, I must have missed that. Where'd you send them? <laughs> you want me to give you out your email address? No, no I don't want you everybody? to give out my email address. To <laughs> they can already reach you in many That's other fine. ways. You want another way for them I, to they reach have plenty, you? They got plenty of ways to reach me. I'm not worried about that. All right, let's get to the phone line. It's just something to consider, and I don't know why I'm being accused of claiming the fixes in if I'm reading something that was sent to me. 312, go, go check out. There's a story in the Kansas City Star. How's that? 312-644-6767. Mark is in Elmhurst. Hey, Mark. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, uh, two quick things. I always tend to root for a team. In this, uh, I'm going to root for the Lions only because they've never won it before. I, I always go for one of those teams. And number two, and I'm going to go in and listen to your answer, um, why haven't I heard about the scenario of drafting Williams and keeping Fields, Justin Fields? Why not do that? You guys haven't talked about that one at we, all. Oh, we have talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we've talked no, about we, it. We've yeah. talked about it a few times, and it's been it's been mentioned by other people. You know, the idea being that you know don't rush a quarterback onto the field. The thing is, if you're if you're drafting a guy number one overall, if you're um, using that kind of a draft pick. I mean, if you if you were to take a quarterback at twenty, then you could keep a guy and then trade him at the trade deadline, whatever. But um, I, I think that it's different when it's the number one pick in the draft, and and you're more likely to want to see that guy play right away, and he's more likely to be ready to play right away. Um, C.J. Stroud, a good example. He was the second player taken in the draft and had a great year and led his team uh, to the playoffs. Yeah, it just doesn't show a a ton of confidence in either option. And if you have a chance to, you know, use that pick on another position, then you would keep your quarterback and and, then trade it and then load up. That would be the rationale that you would definitely – that's been offered and they haven't haven't ruled that out yet. So, But I I don't know about having – 
Caleb Williams and Justin Fields on the same roster makes a lot of sense. Uh, let's try Jared. He's on the road. Hi, Jared. First time, long time. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk about Brock Purdy, uh, the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. More specifically, Brock Purdy. I think we need to dispel this idea that Brock Purdy is a game manager at this point. The guys performed extremely well, and I had my reservations about him mm-hmm. up until this point. He's had two consecutive years being in the NFC Championship game, which is impressive enough, especially for being you know Mr. Irrelevant. I wanted to see if he would do better than any of the quarterbacks that played in the Shanahan system. We saw likes of Garoppolo. We saw Nick Mullins. We saw them, you know, make a reach for Trey Lance to try to support the system and grow in there. Brock Purdy has outplayed every single one of them in the, in this short amount of time that he's played. And I understand that there's a narrative about the weapons that he has and these players he's playing with are all pro caliber players. And I won't uh, not, I won't, I, I cannot acknowledge that. Right. But, you look at every major statistical category that this kid is in, he's in top five in every single one. And I think one thing that dispels the game manager tag is that also he drives the ball down the field. He throws it down the field. He's looking to make plays, which game managers don't really do. They look to take, take the easy exit valve. They look to just manage the offense, get a field, but this guy's creating plays. And I think he is the difference maker for this Niners team. The closest guy to ever play as well as he did was Garoppolo in that Super Bowl year. But if you look at what Purdy's doing now, this this notion that he is a game manager should go away at this point because he's done everything he needs to to prove it. I love the story of the Lions going to the NFC Championship game, but I think they're going to run into a bit of a buzzsaw here. Hmm. And I don't I don't think it's going to be a particularly close game. I think this game is going to show what Brock Purdy is really capable of on a big stage. I know last week was rough against Green Bay, but he did outplay Jordan Love in the second half of that game. And it showed what I think it showed his worth that he was able to play from behind and come back and win that game. Um, Thanks, Jared. Yeah, Jared, to to uh, to your point, the they announced uh, yesterday the most valuable player finalist. The award will be uh, given out on February 8th at the NFL Awards uh, prior to the Super Bowl. But the the players up for that award include Lamar Jackson, as we've talked about. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Allen, and Dak Prescott. Those are the five players that are that will one of those five will win the MVP award. Now who's not on that list? Mahomes. That's a very Brock interesting Purdy in the list. Mahomes not. And so think about that for a moment, if you will. Well, give him credit. He has ascended this year. But his last time out, he looked a little shaky. I'm reacting as much to that as anything. But he's got an opportunity on Sunday. He can remove all the doubts forever and shed that label for good that he is a game manager. I mean, the guy missing from that list should be on that list every year. Every year. Every year. Can you imagine Jordan not being an NBA MVP finalist? This is that kind of omission. That's a remarkable omission, really. It is. It is. And that's due respect to Brock Purdy. Right. But, ah. I, yeah, I lo- love the story, but little bit, I'm a little bit cautious here because I just don't think that until he removes the doubt once and for all on Sunday that I'm not going to wonder if he's capable of stepping up in a, in a big moment like this one. It's a, it's a great point. It's just as simple as that. He's in his second year. He's done great, but can he do it at the biggest moment? That's how you judge people. All right. 
We're uh, we're going to bring in a Dan and Lawrence. Is that right? No, no, Who no. Is it? We're going to talk uh, more about the playoffs and Sunday. Oh, Let us know what you doing? think about Brock Purdy, right. Steve Stone at nine o'clock. Yeah. We can review and then Dan and Lawrence. All right, Thank another you. hour. Good God, Molly and Hall on the score. Yeah, I mean our scouts do a great job. I think of Joe Ortiz going back and scouting Roquan back in Georgia. You know, those are all in the reports. You know, so you kind of you knew what kind of a guy you were getting for sure. And then you saw him. at Chicago and how he conducted himself and how he played, uh, but you never know until a guy's here exactly how it's going to fit in you know in your chemistry and uh, it's definitely been right. You know it's definitely been a perfect fit, perfect match. He's just been himself and uh, uh, you know he was he was always a Raven. He just didn't know until he got here, I guess, to quote the great Steve Smith. You know so uh, it's been a great fit. I think he does make everybody around them better. To your point, the greatest players tend to do that, right? Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Wow. That is Jim Harbaugh talking about Roquan Smith. He was a Raven before he got here. I I think that is a uh It's a shot. Well, it's I don't know that it's a shot. It's a, I think uh, we take it as you, one. You definitely take it as one here because he was a bear, a good bear. He was a bear before for, he was a raven. Be, but, b- before they traded him. And before they, dare I say, made a mistake in trading him? Well, that's a good question. I'm wondering that. Dustin raising his hands for those on the Twitch stream saying that, what are you talking about, Haw? Well, well uh, I, I think that you could say it was maybe a little hasty in trading Roquan Smith. Would they be in the position they are right now if they hadn't traded him? They swapped out one for the other. They swapped out. They traded, they, they signed, uh, the, they, the money they allocated to Tremaine Edmonds was uh, under the salary or the investment in Roquan Smith. No, what I'm saying is they traded Roquan and they traded Robert Quinn, and then they went down, 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 Lakers going down, and they wound up with the first overall pick. And they got DJ Moore, and they got this year's first overall pick. That's a fair point to make. That's all I'm saying. Like, we we admire – the amount of uh, assets that they got out of that trade, they would never have been able to make that trade if Roquan had stayed because I don't think they would have bottomed out. That is true. And the way they did. That is true. So is this, I think. Did they trade Roquan Smith with that in mind? Um, Or did they trade Roquan Smith because they took it personally that they they couldn't negotiate a contract that was, they felt was, was, a commensurate that, with now, what his ability that's was. That's a very fair point. And they they weren't willing to pay him the amount of money the Ravens were and that and they they traded him and the Ravens when they when they traded for him knew they were going to give him that money and they were going to keep him. Um I think that's a really good point. But wasn't it cuz wasn't it Justin Jones at the end of the season who talked about how they knew when they traded, when they made those moves, that they weren't going to be able to win. I know. but So I, that I, was part of the bottoming I, I, out. It was part of it. But I don't know, was that by design or coincidence? Because if you're Ryan Poles, did you say, I'm going to trade these two guys because I want to get the number one overall pick so I can do with it what I want? Or was it, I'm going to trade Roquan Smith because he wants a $100 million contract that only – it, uh, it felt, someone else who values the position is going to give him. It, it felt like the Roquan thing when he didn't have an agent. It felt like that got personal. It did. It, it really did I know. feel that I way. I agree. That's, what I, that's and, why I bristle a little bit because yes. 
I still consider it, I don't want to say a mistake, but I do think that it always is bad practice if you let your personal feelings get in the way of your professional judgment. And I think general managers can't do that. And I think he did that. I, I, I thought that Roquan was a good enough player to stay here for his career. He was a first-round draft pick, not by the new administration, but they had invested in him and brought him in here, and he was a really <laughs> good player. And I wasn't happy when he was traded. But I understood that they were trying to get bad. I, I, didn't, I don't think they traded him so they could bottom out. But they sure did bottom out after trading. They did, but they tried and to they, sign him in the preseason, so then, they wanted to keep him at one point. And then somehow Lovey won a game at the end of the year, and you wound up with the number one and, overall pick, and, which you and, traded And the Texans really ended up with C.J. Stroud. And, it's, and well, everybody lives happily ever and, after. And, and that's Great. a really good point, David, because if you had not, if you had not traded him, would you have wound up with the second pick? Would you then have wound up with C.J. Stroud, who wasn't the first quarterback? Did you wait long enough right. to evaluate the quarterbacks to see what was there to be seen with C.J. Stroud? It's a good point. Or it's did a good you question. move quickly because one, you knew always, you were going to – You're always going to wonder, right. wonder the answer to. Right. I just don't – I know this. Roquan Smith, the linebacker we're going to watch on Sunday, yes. is an all-pro linebacker who is worth $100 million over five years the way that we who believe that in Chicago maintain – and the, he's, in the words of Lamar Jackson, he brought the Ray Lewis juice back to the generation of Ravens fans. Well, I mean, the reality was he was always a Baltimore Raven, they, even when he was in college. Okay, John. That's what John says. Not a Georgia Bulldog, not a Chicago Bear. Always a Raven. Once a Raven, yeah. always a Raven. Even if only in my own mind. Uh, all right, we got Stoney next. We're going to talk to Steve Stone. He's got a new partner. There's going to be a South Loop uh, stadium built within the next week. Well, there's so much next going week. on. Next yeah, week. They're breaking ground on How Monday. How quickly can they get to <laughs> Let's it? Let's get to that. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.